Greetings, youth workers. Paul Turner here from thediscipleproject.net. And I'm so glad you could join me again for another episode of the Youth Ministry in Motion podcast, the podcast that keeps you motivated and keeps your youth ministry moving forward. Lots going on. It's almost the end of September. I can feel just a little bit of chill in the air. Not a lot, but just some. I mean, I saw some leaves falling today. That was amazing. And yet scary because I know that means I'm going to have to start raking leaves very soon. But neither here nor there. Uh, I'm not a big uh, leaf raker, but I get out there and do it because I need the exercise. But uh, other than that, um, but yeah, glad you guys could join us today. If you're brand spanking new here to the podcast, first of all, welcome. Thanks for checking it out, being a part of it. And if you're a regular, as always, uh, thank you so much. Appreciate uh, you letting me uh, jump inside your eardrums there for a little while. And uh, before we get started today, um, I have a few announcements uh, about Disciple Project Ministries, things like that. So if you'll bear with me, we're jumping into a big, uh, you know, uh, I would say a big, uh, let's say a big topic, but I would say something that's super important to your to your ministry, and that is uh, making big promises. Um, and uh, before we jump into that, just let you know, uh, I have some new curriculum out. It is a five-week curriculum. Uh, it is sermons. And when I say curriculum, I, I'm just meaning they're sermons. Uh, they are uh, based around Gideon uh, called From Weak to Warrior. And uh, it's uh, it's got everything you need into it. It's got, um, it's got the messages. It's got the slides. Uh, and I even uh, put something else in here that I haven't really done in any of my other curriculums. And that is a declaration a declaration. I, I just find that making declarations, I may do a whole episode on this, but declarations, letting kids be able to really say out of their mouth. And sometimes you don't know, you know, kids don't know what to say sometimes. So we provide at least something, something for them to be able to at least wrap their minds around. It says, look, I'm willing to say out of my mouth, I want to declare something, uh, whether it be about God or for God or about myself or a combination of all three, which I think was what these declarations do, is that uh, at the end of every message, uh, there is a special declaration that I have written for each of those messages that kind of sums up the message. So you really get to close your message strong uh, with a declaration from your students, because it's important that not only they say it, right, individual students say it, it's important that they say it uh, with their with their peers, that it's, it's collective, but it's also important that they hear themselves saying it, uh, that, that this is going into their own eardrums. This is something they hear themselves say, and it's like making a promise to yourself in many ways. So I want to encourage you to check that out. Uh, I know it's only September, and I know summer has just uh, gotten over with, but you want to start thinking about 2020, don't you? Right about now, you want to start thinking about camp. And uh, I am currently booking for camps, summer 2020, uh, retreats, denals, all that kind of good stuff. And I'll put uh, some information in the show notes there that if you're interested in that, I would love to speak to your students. I would love to be able to come and just do a weekend or a week with you guys and just um, and just minister to your kids and to you uh, during that weekend and just love on your kids and, and share the gospel with them and, and encourage their hearts. Because uh, when I'm preaching uh, to a uh, at, at a camp or a D now. So I'm not, I'm not just talking, I am talking to individual students, but I'm also 
prophetically, really talking to a whole youth ministry. I really want to see the whole youth ministry succeed. Not just, I want the weekend to go well, but I also want the bigger picture of what do they go home with? What does your youth ministry look like because of commitments made? And so that's, um, you know, that's a, a commitment that I make to, to every youth group or every uh, retreat or camp that I speak at because I want kids to be able to go back and do the stuff that God has just put into their hearts. And the last thing is this. Uh, I only have five more coaching sessions left throughout the year. Uh, now through December, uh, I'll probably do my last one, probably the first, maybe the maybe first Monday or second Monday of December, I think it is. And I'm going to do, because I want you to think about, I want you to think about uh, getting some coaching for yourself in 2020. Maybe you, maybe this year was not a great year. Maybe it was, but maybe you also feel like, you know what, I could do better. I could, I could really up my game a little bit. I could really feel like, you know, I could uh, I could really talk with somebody and walk through some processes and how do I, you know, grow my youth ministry? How do I disciple my kids? Whatever it may be for you, uh, I'm going to open up some seats uh, just to come for, if you've never done it before, if you've never done any type of coaching or youth ministry coaching, I want to open up a seat to you uh, for one night. You can take one night, you can come kick the tires and say, is this something that I might be interested in in 2020? And I hope that you'll hit me up for that. I'm going to put a link to all the things that I just talked about, whether it's the uh, Gideon uh, messages, uh, whether it is the coaching that I just talked about, or whether it's the speaking, and all those links will be down below. Announcements over. Aren't you glad? Um, so today, I want to talk to you about promises. I want to talk to you about the three big promises you need to make to your youth ministry. And uh, because everything, listen, if you know, everything makes a promise, right? There's, there's companies, there's brands um, that make you a promise about their product. You know, if you buy their stuff, you will feel better, lose weight, gain confidence. And even commercials make fun of that, right? They, I think of the Liberty, uh, I think it's the Liberty Mutual commercial where the guy comes out, I got Liberty Commercial and I lost weight and I grew hair and I, you know, got in shape and got my life together and all these things. And so it was a promise within a promise, right? It was like, here's the, here's the, the traditional kind of like, oh, we're going to make a promise. And then they kind of go back on that and say, okay, uh, the real promise is this uh, with Liberty uh, Mutual. So Everything. We hear promises all the time about what something will do. I make you a promise at the beginning, almost the beginning of every or beginning or end of every podcast. I say, this is the podcast that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. And I take those promises seriously that when I set up for a podcast, I say, look, I really want you, the listener, you, the youth worker to stay motivated because I can, if I can keep you motivated to stay in it a little bit longer... I think some things may turn around for you. You know, if things are rough or if things are not going as planned, stay in it a little bit longer. It may turn around. If I can keep you in the game a little bit longer, I want to. Uh, you know, and I want your youth ministry, hopefully with the information that I give you, like today's episode about making big promises to your youth ministry, uh, my hope is that it moves your youth ministry forward. So I make promises. And I, like I said, I take those promises seriously because I know you've given me your eardrums for just a little while. And I want to, I want to, you know, uh, make true on those promises to you that if you're going to give me a little bit of your time, uh, I want to make sure I give you something valuable. Um, and, and if you go back and you think of all the commercials you think about, just a few, I'll give you three that I mentioned Liberty Mutual, which is a funny one, but Geico says what? 15 minutes or less can save you 15% or more on your car insurance. 
if it's BMW, right? The ultimate driving machine. I am. That's not bad, right? That's not like a good radio voice. Uh, the uh, the the ultimate drive. If you drive a BMW, they're saying, look, if you're going to drive this, you're going to drive the ultimate machine. Uh, Walmart says, save money, live better. Now, once again, maybe the, the save money, for sure, you can qualify that, but live better, meh, that's subjective, right? But at least the first part is definitely the promise part, right? Um, now, think about this. Put your, put you write this out. If you just have a sheet of paper, if you've got your phone, you're listening by, just look. What is, put your youth group name now, whatever that youth group name is, and say, what is your big promise? So I want to uh, think about this. A promise is not a mission statement or a vision statement. A promise says, this is what will happen if, right? And there are three big promises that every youth ministry needs to make. Why? Because I think there needs to be a sense of accountability to you, between you and your youth ministry. Because if we don't make promises, if we don't make a big promise, as to what is going to happen here, uh, I think we can get you know we can get away with anything, right? Youth pastors can get away with anything. Well, I didn't promise anything, you know. Uh, we don't have to work as hard, quite frankly, uh, to keep a promise if we don't make any. And so, let me give you three that I think you need to make about your youth ministry, and you feel free to take notes. Uh, the number one, number one here's not the number one promise, but it's number one on the list. All three are equally important here. But number one is what will happen if you come to my youth ministry. If you come to this youth ministry at this church, what, what's the promise there? You know, consider how many times, listen, you've invited a new student to your youth group and, and what did you say, right? You've invited them and you said, hey, come, it will be fun or you'll make new friends, right? These, these, <laughs> if there's no strategy, by the way, behind these, they're more like hopes, aren't they? Well, I hope you have fun or I hope that you'll meet new friends, if you're not intentionally making sure that that student that you invited is having fun or meeting new friends, it's just you. It's not a promise. It's just a hope. Say, look, we're running a program. Come to the program, and we hope this happens. It's very different. If you make a promise, and you say, well, listen, then I'm going to do everything in my power as a youth worker to make sure that you have a, f- a good time, or I'm going to make sure somebody has is and you know is making sure you're having a good time. Uh, but I'm going to overall try to keep to this promise because you've told them this. And there's so many youth ministries that fail at this. They say, come, you'll have fun. And it was terrible. They didn't have game night. They said, come, you'll have fun. And then they preached for an hour. And that kid that you invited may or may not be a believer, but there was zero fun. And so promise broken. And that's what a kid leaves with, the broken promise. Now, listen, there are variables, right? How hard is this kid that you invited trying to enjoy themselves, right? How much fun are they trying to have? But let's go ahead. Let's assume that a student believes you and uh, that believes that they'll have fun, they'll meet new friends. Uh, how hard are you trying to make good on the promise, right? You've, have you planned that particular night that you're inviting them to be fun? Or did you invite them to a worship and communion night and then expect them to have, you know, uh, have, you know, have fun out of that, right? Say, look, it's communion night, come have fun. You know, maybe the wrong promise, right? Um, but you could make some other promises. It doesn't always have to be, is it, you know, come, you'll have fun. We, that's maybe a hope for, you know, that appeals to the teenager that says, hey, you'll have fun. But there are some other promises you can make. Number one, you can say, listen, you'll encounter God in a new and fresh way. Uh, you know, and if you're doing a worship night, that is that is absolutely potentially uh, can be true for that kid because maybe they've never had communion. Maybe they've never been to a worship service like this. Maybe you're doing something different. 
Another thing you could promise is uh, it will be the best hour of your week. Once again, you, you as the youth worker and your team have to rally around this promise. Say, look, we're making a promise to students and we have to own those promises. And the third one you could say is, look, you'll learn something new about God. You'll learn something new about God. Once again, that's that's an, you know, if you're preaching a message that this kid maybe has never heard, well, then that's probably true then. Uh, it, if, especially if the kid's not a Christian, that's uh, really, really true because the stuff that he's going to learn, especially from scripture, is not something that he's ever heard before. So listen, if you want, you know, students to show up, you need to make them a big promise and do, do your very best to over-deliver on what you promise. If you promise them fun, try to over-deliver on that fun. And, and make it happen for that kid that you've invited, right? If you're, especially if you're inviting, if you're, if you're asking kids, this is the worst part. If you, if you talk to your students, say, look, invite your friends. It'll be fun. So you, you are now going to hear it from your kids because if you didn't make it fun or you didn't work with your team, which I always encourage youth workers to do, work with your team. It's not, it's not completely on you. Work with your adult leaders and your students on whatever it is you're trying to put together, and say, okay, then you've just put your, your students on the hook because now they're going to go and make a promise to their friends. It says, look, come, you'll have fun because you promised your students to promise them that they would have fun. And if it's not fun, well, then your, your kids are going to be reluctant to invite their friends to another thing. So promises are important. If you've ever tried to make a, a promise to a student and you have broken a promise to a teenager, as a father of three, I'm letting you know, it's important to keep your promises. If I, it cost, listen, it, it cost me a dog. Okay. I'll get to that later in my story here. All right. Number, number two here. So the first big promise is what, what will happen if you come to my youth group? Number two, what will happen if you stay? In other words, if you say, look, be a part of this community. After a student listens, come once or twice, and you've made good on the promise that you made to them, you'd probably like them to stay, right? Why? Well, this student could attend any youth group in your town or your city. Why should they stay at yours? If they commit themselves to your leadership, what will happen? So let me give you a few examples, right? If you, if you hang with us, you will become a leader in six months. Now, that's a big promise. That's a big promise. But that could happen. Because you can, you can set it up and set up your program in such a way that you have a six-month plan to take a kid who's brand new to your youth ministry, if he comes to know the Lord uh, and receives Christ, and you say, well, now I want to make this guy a leader. Well, you have six months then to be able to do that. You've now have built in a system. You said, look, now I have to stay true to the promise, right? Uh, if you hang with us, you'll understand the Bible better and quicker. So maybe it's about your teaching style. You're saying, look, I, I'm going to promise you that if you'll hang here, if you'll stay with us, if you'll grow in your faith, uh, you're going to understand the Bible better and quicker based on the fact that this is the way I teach, or this is the way I preach, or this is the way I engage with an audience. Uh, another one could be dis you'll discover your purpose for living, because that's what we're all working on, right? Every student in there, us included, are, are in there trying to figure out what is our purpose, over time, that's discoverable, right? They could literally find their purpose as a part of uh, as a part of other processes going on in their life. Another one is you'll find life giving community. Now that's a big promise because then you have to get, you virtually have to guarantee and say, look, I'm going to make sure I do everything within my power to make sure that that the ninety percent of my students, ninety five percent of my students, are going to be life givers to new people who join our ministry. 
And if that's not true, then you're going to have students that come in and say, if that's your promise, and they don't find life-giving, they don't find a welcoming uh, group of students, if they don't find uh, a friendly group of students, if they don't find those, then, then and they leave, they go, well, you made a promise to me that it would be life-giving, and it's not life-giving. Another one would be, you will be loved unconditionally. That means you're going to test the patience of your youth ministry, you're going to be, you're going to test your own patience. Say, look, if you come here, you're going to be loved unconditionally, and which will be tested then based on their behavior within the group and outside of the group to say, how are you going to deal with this if I do X, right? You know, health clubs say things like, if you join us, you'll have access to one-on-one coaching or a one-on-one trainer. That's a strong promise to somebody who wants to, to work out, but needs help. Teenagers need a relationship with the Lord, but you also have to find out uh, what they want, and and you know uh, you have to make a big promise to get them there, right? You have to know what teenagers want, and they do want things like uh, uh, being loved unconditionally. They do want to find life-giving community. Uh, they do want to discover their purpose. So those are all legitimate promises based on the needs of teenagers. And the worst thing you could do, like I said, is, is to do make a promise to a teenager and then not fulfill it. Okay, and this is this is this is it because I I made a promise to my daughter that I would show up to her um, to her play. Uh, it wasn't a play; it was a uh, a pageant. There we go, pageant. It was a pageant, and I did not fulfill my promise. And because I did not fulfill my promise, I bought my daughter a dog. I bought her a. Uh, she had been wanting a a short haired uh, little hot dog dog, and I bought it. And uh, that dog lived with us for 14 years, and it, it, I, I couldn't stand that dog. Let me just be honest. I just couldn't stand the dog. And because I failed in my promise, it cost me. It cost me 14 years of dog food and uh, a, a dog that I just did not like. And so that's just don't make promises that you can't keep because to your own kids or to your, stu- or to your student ministry, either one. Keep, just make, keep your promises, okay? Otherwise, it's going to cost you a dog. Uh, and the last thing is this. Uh, I heard one of my students say to a newer student, if you stay with us, you'll be a leader in no time. That was a big promise. You know, <laughs> because listen, this student that, made, that told this person this, uh, I had made that promise to her. Uh, she came in and I said, listen, if you hang with us, I'm telling you, you, I can tell already that you have leadership abilities and you will be a leader in this youth ministry. And lo and behold, she stayed with us. Uh, after about, I'd say four or five years, four years probably, she became my intern and then uh, for a year. And then that, that's when I left the church last year. And she is there to this day, serving, leading. And, uh, and she, she, uh, I'm, I'm thankful that I made good on their promise. And then she made good on that promise to that young lady. Uh, and to me, service and leadership, you know, is the end game. You know, it's saying, look, oh, yes, I want you to be a disciple. I want you to know things about Jesus, but I also want you to be active. It can't, once again, faith and works, right? Uh, there's things you believe, but then there's things you have to do to live out that faith and leadership and service is the, you know, uh, the greater way for a student to engage with their faith is to actually do the things and give them opportunity to do things that we said they could do. Uh, you know, these are both part of the bigger picture of discipleship. 
And along the way, students would learn uh, what it means to follow Jesus. And I gave them opportunities, you know, through whether it's through altar time, uh, service time, uh, you know, and service time to make those commitments, right? To come to the altar or let me pray with you or whatever it is. Let's make some commitments together. Uh, and my big promises were, you know, you if you lead, you'll learn more about yourself in the leadership process. You'll have to trust God more and you'll discover your potential. Those were what I really told students. And, and, and it was true, you know, kids did learn more about themselves. Now, whether that, and sometimes that's good and bad. You'll learn what you're good at and what you're not good at. You know, you'll have to trust God more. Absolutely. If you're going to do the, the small group tonight, you're going to have to trust God that you're, you know, you're going to be able to lead that small group. You know, you'll discover your potential. Absolutely. You know what? Because I'm going to see what they're doing or hear about what they're doing, and then I'm going to affirm that within them. And they're going to discover that they could do something that they didn't know that they could do before. And listen, I never promised anything specific like you'll get to preach or sing or be the lead worship singer. And I don't expect you that are listening to say, well, I, Paul, I can't promise kids that they're going to do that. No, no. Keep it generic. Don't promise a kid that they can be, you'll be the worship leader in three months. You know, don't make promises like that. You've got to test out their character. You, there's things that go along with promises. You have to be able to do that. Uh, but, you know, those opportunities were made available to those who simply said, look, I, yeah, I'll believe that promise. Promises go hand in hand with design right? Geico has already figured out how to save you 15% in 15 minutes. It, it's not like they made the promise off the cuff. They have a system down and they make that promise because they've perfected the promise. Now, whatever promise you make to your youth ministry, whether that's to a kid you invite or a kid that stays or a kid that's going to lead, you have the opportunity then to say, okay, I'm about to make a big promise. What does this look promise look like when it's fulfilled? And then you go ahead and say, okay, Here's the process. I can make this promise with full assurity because this is how I've processed it out. That if we go through this, then that promise is going to be, you know, fulfilled uh, in their life. It's not, you know, magic. It's not you're trusting God, but you're also saying, look, I have a process for doing this, whether that's through the programming element or through you and, and personal uh, development with that student, you know. Uh, the only way, listen, that you can make big promises to your teenagers and keep them is to perfect the process. You know, the best way you can to fulfill the promises you make is to is to work on that process. You have to perfect your new guest process. You have to perfect your new member process, and you have to perfect your discipleship process to get them to a point of leadership where you trust them with whatever it is that, you know, in your youth ministry that you want to trust them with. You know, and don't re listen, don't listen and hear the word perfect as getting the process perfect. Read it as perfecting, okay? Hear it as perfecting. Uh, uh, this is not a perfect process. It's a perfecting process. It's tweaking and even throwing it out and changing, whatever it is. You know, Geico, BMW, and Walmart are always changing to fulfill the promises they make. And the, the better news is, listen, you don't have to worry about God keeping his promises, right? He's good for them. We Listen, if God's made a promise, he is 100% on the hook for it, and he's 100% going to fulfill it. That's just, that's the God of promises. That's that's the God we serve, right? Trust God and his word as, as you make your promises, right? Ask for the ideas, the strength, and the determination to all, uh, all that's within your power and your team's power to fulfill the promises you're going to make and say, these are promises. These aren't just mission statements or vision statements or logos or 
you know, taglines or whatever they are. They're, they're, they're not, these are things you have to work on doing. And listen, here's just one of God's promises for you. I want to get, uh, this is, I want to motivate you now. I want to say, look, this is God's promise to us, to all of us. James 1, 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. That's a promise. If you lack wisdom, you say, well, Paul, I don't understand the process. I don't, I don't have a process. I don't, I, or, or maybe I, I need to change the process, but I don't know how. The, the deal is this. God says, look, if any of you lack wisdom, ask God who gives generously. That's a big promise. You ask for wisdom, the first one, and then you're going to get it, but you're going to give it, you're going to get it generously without finding fault in you. Listen, I'm going to give you wisdom no matter what here, even, even though you don't particularly, you know, you, you don't think you're, you're worthy enough of it. He's going to give it to you and, and it'll be given to you. That's a big promise. Making big promises and keeping them, listen, is probably the best growth strategy a youth ministry can have. Let me say it again. Making big promises and keeping them is probably the best growth strategy a youth ministry can have. Because listen, when kids leave your youth ministry, when kids, um, uh, and by the way, this doesn't mean that you're not going to fail sometimes because you are, but on the big promises that you do make and you do keep, kids are going to remember when you keep your promises. It's just, it's just the reality. So guys, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please go on over to iTunes and leave a review and some stars and uh, so that other people can find this pocket. Maybe you want to share this episode. Maybe you want to sit down and listen to this episode with your team or send it to another youth worker. Man, I'd love if you did that. But guys, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. And I'm going to leave you one with one little last quote here, if I can. And that is this. Implementation of promises is as important as making them. That's YS Jagan Mohan Reddy. Implementation of promises is as important as making them. So go out, make some big promises, and then work your butt off to fulfill those promises to your kids and work those processes. And in the perfecting of those processes, I'm going to believe that you're going to see more and more students come into your ministry and thrive and do well and grow in their faith. So that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for your time and your attention, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. We'll talk to you later.